Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour. I'm your host Christy Ogilberry and I hope you're doing very well and had a fantastic week. The topic for this episode is how secure are your IoT devices? Now, what is IoT? IoT is the Internet of Things and they are a collection of the devices within our homes or our businesses that, are, that connect to the internet. Devices have smart technology, for instance, they have sensors within them, they have some kind of uh, inbuilt software that can support the communication process. You're probably thinking, where do I have, do I have these devices in my home? Yes, you may do. Do I have them in my businesses? Of course. Now, what do I mean? Let me give you some examples. You may have uh, a water controller. You may have a, high, uh, a home Wi-Fi system. Some of you may have a video doorbell, smart TV. You might want to monitor the quality of the air that circulates around your home. Most, or some homes, I should say, have Amazon Echo Plus. A coffee maker doesn't ring any bells in our workplace. We, we may have um, some smart locks that allows employees to enter the building using their smartphone, or sometimes they might give um, some vendors access. We may have um, a smart control thermostat that turns off the lights on and off to save money for your organization. Assistants, remember Alexa, or you may have Siri that allows you to take notes as you go, and you can also access things like your email. You can access your calendar. All these, all these devices help to make the business efficient. What else? Smart printers. So within our printers, we have sensors as well that informs the admin that the levels of ink are low and it can automatically order more ink for us from our vendor. We have also, we may have CCTV. Now you have CCTV, most organizations have CCTV, but now you have the CCTV that allows you to stream content over the internet. And the home, you have it when you go on holiday, you can, um, view your CCTV to ensure that your property is secure. We have tablets on our tablets. We are able to track our tablets, especially if they go missing. And if you have corporate data on these, if they're accessed, of course, if there's no encryption, then we can what? Remotely wipe these um, our confidential data from these devices. Previous episode, I talked about strong passwords. So on these devices, you should ensure that you have a, a strong access password or biometrics, so that if these devices go missing, either through theft or loss, any unauthorized persons cannot have access to that data. Makes the IoT devices smart. Well, if you have multiple devices on a single network, 
these devices, when they are connected, they can speak to each other. And they can also transfer data within each other from one point to another. Now, what do we need to do, of course, to ensure that persons who are not allowed to read that data can actually capture that data and read it? Now, for every end-to-end -end uh, communication from one point to another, the data shall be encrypted. Ensure that all your devices have up-to-date software. So this could be uh, done automatically from your vendor. When there's an update is ready, it automatically uh, downloads from your, your vendor and installs himself. Um, so this will ensure that your devices are secure. So you want to purchase a smart device. I would advise you really to do your homework first. So do your homework, do a lot of research, read reviews so we can determine the advantages and the disadvantages of your IoT device. You want to ensure that vendor updates are possible. You do not really want to purchase a piece of IO device and cannot be updated. Now, if this happens, that means your, 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 your IoT device is insecure. And what do I mean insecure? One, there's a likelihood that it can be hacked. Or two, the data can be read by unauthorized persons. You don't really want somebody reading your private data. You also have a way of keeping track of all your devices. So you may have a central dashboard where all your connected devices can be viewed and these devices, really when you get it out of the box, it's, it's best practice to review them and think, so, okay, do I need this? No, I'll disable this. Do I need this? I'll enable it. So any unused features really between those devices um, should be enabled or disabled. Also, you must change the default passwords. Unfortunately, some of the devices, they come out of the box and they are with the same password. A person looking to crack into your environment, all they need to do is a simple Google search. If they understand what that device is, they'll just enter the name and the default credentials are there. It is so easy. And then they will reuse those, device, those uh, credentials to what? To enter your infrastructure. Imagine this. So picture this. You have, uh, um, let's say, uh, a home, a home uh, environmental control system. And the purpose of you having this system, so you really want to what, control the environment, i.e. turn the heating up when you need it, turn it down. Okay, that's, that's fine. But imagine if somebody had nefarious um, um, intentions. Hmm, what could you do? What could they do? Okay, imagine they can turn the heating up 24 hours, especially if you're on holiday. And where are you going to come back to? You're going to come back to a nice GC, what? Bill. I'm preaching um, doom and gloom here. There are advantages. So let me just least talk about the advantages. There's several, really. Um, well, your IoT devices, they will give you, there is automation. I can actually control this. You can control the settings, you can control how you want it to work, when you want it on, and when you want it off. So you have the ultimate control, like a god, a god over those controls. Uh, you can integrate it into uh, different systems. For example, you say, Alexa, 
turn off the lights. Alexa, turn on the music. Okay, so that kind of uh, advantage is there. Primarily, these uh, IoT devices are used for our convenience. That's why we do it. We want to make sure by the time we come down from upstairs to, uh, to the kitchen, the coffee is ready for us. We want to ensure that the lights are off or we can just speak and uh, we can make, we can command uh, our IoT device to our wishes. What can the IoT device do for us? Time saving. Sometimes we do not have enough time. So they give us the ability to save time so that we can concentrate our spare time on the things we actually want to do. It also helps us to save money. So any sort of manual tasks that we do on a daily basis, it will help us to save time and it will also help us to save money. Another advantage of IoT is that it would give you a better quality of life. So if you're using this in the home, you'd have the time saved, you have to spend that time with your family, which is important. So you have that family time, um, the, the time that you saved, you can use that to spend time with your family, or if you're by yourself, just relaxing and possibly reading a book or listening to music, because you would have, an, you have more comfort. So you're more comfortable, you can manage your time better, which results in the quality of life, as I've mentioned earlier. If you're a business, so you have IoT devices in your business. Now, let's see what you've got. So it can assist you in tracking your assets. Your assets may be with either internal assets or it can help you with tracking your shipping. You can track where the location of the shipping is, it's been delivered. Um, it provides security as well. It can preserve energy within your organization. So let's, for example, you have a server room, you can, uh, or, or uh, a data center, for example, you can, you can monitor the efficiency. If, for example, the data center gets too hot or the temperature gets too hot, oh gosh, or uh, the temperature is just too low, uh, you, can, you, can, um, you, can, you can monitor these as well. Overall, for our businesses, it will tell us what's really happened within our, our business infrastructure. Rather than us presuming that, oh, this is what's happened, we can have, as I said, we can have a dashboard that gives us insights and we can, if there are any problems that may arise from, the, from, the, from our assets, we can quickly what, remedy, uh, remedy these um, problems. So we have a, a more of a proactive approach and rather than a, a, a guesswork. Overall, it gives us full, a full insight on the behaviours and pattern, uh, patterns of uh, operations within our business. I've highlighted the advantages um, of using our IoT devices. Okay, let, let's look at the disadvantages. Now, there are variables as well. So let's see. Our concerns, one of the major concerns are privacy. Privacy of our personal identifiable information, our personal data, for example, your name, your address, for example, your browsing habits, for example. This might be sent to a server somewhere in another country. And our concern is who's doing it? We're not sure who's capturing the data and the purpose of data collection. Secondly, there isn't a standard or a regulator for IoT devices. So there isn't a standard that is compatible internationally. 
So if there isn't a regulator or standard, that means each vendor can create uh, um, a device and ship it off and, that's, uh, and, and, and there you go. If there are any penalties or there's any breaches, um, it, it might be slightly challenging to, uh, you know, to take them to court, especially if they're in a, a different jurisdiction from yourself. And what I mean by that, if they live outside your country or um, your, your continent. Another disadvantage is that some of these um, devices can be, uh, for, especially for novice, could be quite complex to use. Now, I did mention that, yes, you have a dashboard, but if you haven't got the, the knowledge um, and trying to set some of these secu security controls that would help you to manage your device, um, it, could, it could be quite complex for uh, a novice. Now, I mentioned earlier on of PII, which is uh, Personal Identifiable Information. So what are these? That means the, the, the asset or the device can capture information about your age, your name, um, health data, for example, if you're using IT devices such as to monitor your weight, using IT devices to monitor your, your heart rate, for example, any health issues, those data are collected, as I said, and sent to a server remotely. So that's, a, that's really a concern. Um, it can give insights about your location to your IP address. So you know where your IP address Your IP address is given by your internet service provider. Uh, how do you know your IP address? Just go into, just a, what is my, go to Google and do what's my IP address. So since it's visible to you, it's visible to others. So they know your location as well. And these data are captured as well. So this, this actually is a good uh, major concern. These devices are also connected to your smartphone. Now imagine this, all the controls you can put uh, on your smartphone, or some of the controls on your smartphone. What if you lose your smartphone? Your smartphone is lost and you do not have a strong password or PIN number or uh, biometrics. So imagine someone gets hold of that and unlocks that and decide to, to do it. Just have fun. Sometimes not everything is monetary. What I mean is not able to do it just a game. Uh, some, of, some people do it for, for, just for a laugh. However, majority of uh, these uh, breaches are done for monetary gain. Yes, in time, you can fix these problems. But the annoying thing is during the, 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 the time that you have lost your phone, and the time that you remediate the problem, that gap in, in between is the inconvenience. You may have to what, speak to your, your, uh, your mobile phone provider. You may have to speak to uh, possibly some of the vendors to support you. And during that time, that gap, Sometimes there is a worry because of what did I have them? Have someone captured my data? Have they have they um, uh, cloned my phone, for example? What if I get my phone back? Can they can they can they reuse this? Can they uh, mess with me, for example? So during that time of stress, it, there's a time of stress between the loss and remediation. You really want to avoid that, of course. I mean, if you have strong uh, authentication in your phone, that will minim minimize this, and also, of course, have the the, the ability to remote wipe. Your, your, your data on the phone. What can we do? Now you understand the challenges or the advantages 
and some of the challenges of uh, the IoT devices, what can we do to protect um, our devices and our infrastructure, either the home or in the workplace? Now, before you purchase an IoT device, I've mentioned this slightly earlier, that you do your research, okay? Do your research about the company, read reviews, look at their reputation. Um, they may need to collect data, of course, but what do they do that data? Or what is this, how much data do they collect? Uh, and the types of data that is collected, where is that data stored? And if it's stored, it could be in the cloud, for example, it could be a server. How is that protected? Either using technology, i.e. encryption, or the physical infrastructure. If it's in the data center, where is that data? What country is that data center? What is the physical security around that data center? Can somebody just walk into the data center without being uh, challenged? Do they have biometrics, smart cards, visitor signing? We don't know, but we have to do the research. We also want to know if the data collected is shared by third parties, um, what policies they have in place, just in case there's a data breach. I mean, in the UK, we have um, the GDPR. But what, what, what's the legislation in place that can protect you or, or your, your personal data? You really want to know this before you spend your money. So, would like to know the devices or the data on the devices, what does you want to access? So, you would have an app. Okay, is it only accessing your use of the, the a device or is it capturing other data from the apps that you may have on your phone, for example? Because sometimes they capture all data because you may have insecure uh, IoT devices that have no control, so other apps can capture those data as well. Scary. If there's any concerns, my advice is deny permission. If you feel it's just too high risk for me, um, I, I, I'm not feeling this, just deny, deny, deny those permissions. What we do to secure the transmission from um, end to end or point to point. We can use a VPN. I'm not going to recommend the VPN. There are good ones out there. But if we use a VPN, virtual private network, so that means the data is encrypted from the source to the destination. So no one, no one or no any sort of automated attacker, no one can read that data. Even if they capture it, the data is encrypted, so they cannot read the data. So I would advise using a very good VPN vendor. Now, of course, as we search the VPN vendor, of course. Um, check the vendor or the manufacturer's website before you purchase to see how often do they um, update the firmware. If they, you know, if there's no updates at all, they've none. Or some, for example, the, the firmware has been updated for five years or, or four years. Mm, that's typically a red flag, I would say. Now, if some of these apps have really uh, additional features which might be beneficial for example they may have um, social sharing features nothing wrong with that however these app can um, expose some information such as again your location well if they know your location they probably know when you're at home and when you're not can you imagine somebody somewhere remotely knows when you're in and when you're not in 
if a person is close by, you know, that is a red flag, typical red flag. It's not in, okay, let's break into the homes. So again, if you're using these apps while on holiday, I would say, okay, then it's good as monitoring, but do not publish in social media that you're on holiday. Apart from tracking, it can also um, invite cyber criminals to take an interest in you. So what could happen? Cyber stalking. So, you know, someone can cyber stalk you, uh, they know your location, they can track, track you know, your, your online um, activities, for example. Um, there's other dangers as well, but one, one that's just pr primarily a concern is um, cyber stalking. Now, another way to uh, mitigate against this risk is, again, if you're using your smartphone to control these devices, ensure that your smartphone is always with you. When you go into a public place, or even somewhere that's private, a meeting, a coffee shop, for example, make sure your device is with you and is secure by ensure that, ensuring that the phone is locked so that no one has any access or authorized access. Other things you can do are your Bluetooth. If you have Bluetooth on your devices, switch your Bluetooth off. Now, only turn, it's like a, a light switch. You turn it on when you need it, and when you finish with it, turn it off. The same thing goes for Wi-Fi. If you do not need Wi-Fi, especially you're in a public place, do not use um, free public Wi-Fi without additional controls, such as a VPN, for example, because it, your data can be captured. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I really like... Um, you tuning in and if you like what you heard so far please ensure that you never miss an episode by clicking subscribe um, um, I hope that you've learned something from um, this podcast thank you for listening and have a blessed day